I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fit the Mission. San Francisco resident Susan Costell was having trouble finding her Honda CRV that she had parked near her inner Richmond home. I don't have a garage, so I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is where I parked it. And there's a police station right down the block. And so I went, I said, you know, I, I think my car was stolen. It was only gone for a few days before, miraculously, it reappeared once again. And it was parked at a meter on Geary, literally within view of my apartment bay windows. So I was like, oh, wow, look, there's my car. Its windshield, though, was now covered in parking tickets. Those tickets told quite a story about where the car had been. I'm like, oh, yeah, somebody's taking a little joyride all around the financial district and parking it in these, like, towaway zones and super crazy expensive spots. But all this left Costal with a question. She had filed a police report, so why hadn't that pile of tickets raised red flags with the city's transit agency, SFMTA? That's a really valuable data point, that there are a bunch of tickets on this windshield. The car is either stolen or abandoned. The fact that these two agencies can't find a way to interface successfully to A, clear parking spots, and B, return stolen cars, was baffling. This happened in 2014, nearly a decade ago. In the years since, many others in San Francisco have been baffled by the same question. Chronicle reporters Sinjin Barnett-Smith and Susie Nielsen wanted answers. Today on Fifth Emission, amid rising auto thefts in San Francisco, why aren't city parking control officers helping identify stolen vehicles to help reunite them with their owners? Sinjin and Susie's investigation, published on Wednesday, has already resulted in swift action from city leaders. They'll share how Mayor Lyndon Breed responded and how their story has already helped some frustrated car owners recover missing vehicles. Sinjin, Susie, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us and for featuring our story. Thank you so much, Cecilia. Susie, I'd love to start with you. Car thefts have surged in big cities across the country. How bad has the problem gotten in San Francisco? Car thefts have gone up nationwide. And actually, in California, the problem is especially acute because the state has long suffered with disproportionate rates of car theft. It's one reason why our car insurance premiums are so high here. And in San Francisco, car owners reported more than 6,000 stolen vehicles to San Francisco police in both 2021 and 2022. And this year, as of October, car thefts were up 10% in the city compared to previous years. So there's been like a pretty big increase on top of an already significant problem. Well, Sinjin, I'd love to talk about what you and Susie's reporting has revealed. Now, leading up to your story... I know I've come across a lot of cars with multiple tickets on the windshield, and I always wondered what was up with that. And now I know likely they were probably stolen and then parked illegally by thieves. Why are stolen cars often ditched? How are they being used by the people who steal them? So first of all, yeah, I think if you've been roaming around in Oakland and you're seeing cars with four, five, six tickets on them, there's a good chance that some of those cars were definitely stolen. As Susie was saying, right, there has been a big surge in car thefts across the country. Often what you'll see is thieves here and elsewhere stealing a car or stealing plates 
to mask whatever vehicle they're using. For example, there was video of a bipping crew near the Palace of Fine Arts, and that was a stolen car. Bipping, right, is people go and break into cars and steal bags or whatever out of them. Or you'll see people steal cars and then use them to ram into storefronts and then rob those stores or any other number of illicit illegal activities. And eventually these cars get ditched. They're parked in other neighborhoods and then they get ticketed a lot in San Francisco. And Susie, you dug into SFMTA data to figure out how big this practice is of ticketing stolen cars that have been ditched by people. What did you find out? So we got tipped off to this story by a source who told the Chronicle that the MTA had the ability to basically check to see whether the cars they were ticketed had been reported stolen, and yet they weren't doing so, and there was no official directive for them to do so. And when we heard that, we thought, well, maybe we could do it, you know, maybe we could take data from the city's police department on reported stolen cars and ticketing data from MTA and put it together to see where these vehicles were being ticketed. So I requested data from the San Francisco Police Department on stolen vehicles. And it took me the better part of a day to put these two data sets together and identify this list of cars that had been ticketed while they were stolen. And what we found was between May 1st and September 17th, which is the data period we got for the cars, over 2,000 vehicles were reported stolen to the police department. And roughly one in five of those vehicles had been ticketed as of September 26th. And the fines on those vehicles added up to nearly $70,000. And Susie, this isn't just a San Francisco problem, right? Do other cities also issue tickets on stolen cars? It appears that most cities are kind of engaged in a similar practice, or I guess lack of practice. I believe Sinjin found that San Diego is checking these cars to see whether they're stolen or not before ticketing them, but very few other cities appear to be doing this. The hope is kind of that other cities see that this is an issue from our reporting and, and maybe follow through with similar directives like the one San Francisco just issued. We are also thinking about trying to extend our reporting to other Bay Area cities. So, Sinjin, I want to get into that directive from San Francisco in just a bit. But before we do that, tell me, why was this happening? Why have San Francisco parking control officers been ticketing stolen cars instead of flagging them to their owners? Yeah, so this is obviously like <laughs> really at the crux of our little investigation. We live in 2023. This does not seem like it should be a particularly heavy lift, especially in a universe with automatic license plate readers, facial recognition technology, right, AI. This doesn't seem like it should be hard. Basically, what we learned is that there are a couple of different ways you could access this information in, in California. If a car gets stolen and reported stolen to police, the information goes into a state database called CLETS. One excuse that we heard from some jurisdictions is if you are going to access that database, you need additional training, additional background clearances. If you're in law enforcement, for example, you could get access to that database. If you are just a regular, non-sworn, non-classified city employee, you wouldn't have access to that database. So that was one issue that was mentioned. 
one way that a jurisdiction we talk to is trying to get around that is by actually accessing information from the DMV because that database will have something called a DOJ stop, which most of the time is a stolen car. So it's a way to get at the same information, but at a different database, right? One jurisdiction we talked to, San Diego, they said they do this. If you talk to SFMTA, they'll say that their goal is to urge compliance with city parking rules. But it's worth noting that the city makes somewhere in the magnitude of 80 to $90 million in parking revenue and parking citations every year and issues more than a million tickets. And so there are some decent questions to be had there. Are they trying to enforce parking rules? What's the goal here? Is it revenue generation or is it making sure the streets are safe and recovering stolen vehicles to prevent them from being used in crime? I mean, these are fair questions, especially since 15 years ago, as you note in your reporting, SFMTA used to use handheld ticketing devices that included auto theft info, but then that capability went away. This is something that I found really shocking. I dug into our archives, the Chronicle archives, and found a story from 2007 about a car that had been ticketed 29 times. And in the defense of the parking people, the director he said that their handheld devices had information from SFPD. Now, in the story, it didn't look like it was automatic. It was sort of like if they thought maybe the car was stolen, they could do a check. But either way, right now, the SFMTA's capabilities aren't even at that level. Recovering a stolen car in San Francisco has been nearly impossible, but looking up parking tickets is one hack that residents have used to locate cars on their own. After a quick break, we'll hear what happened when one Chronicle reader tried doing that after reading Sinjin and Susie's investigation, and why Sinjin and Susie's story has elicited an immediate directive from the mayor herself. You're listening to Fifth and Mission. You can support the newsroom that creates this podcast by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Susie Nielsen, San Francisco residents have been frustrated for years. Cars are getting stolen, and eventually the city will issue parking tickets without reuniting the cars with their owners. Some residents have figured out that looking up tickets online have helped them locate their cars. You and the Chronicle team developed a tool to help residents out. Tell me about it. Yeah, so we wanted to kind of create an interactive and reader helpful component to this project alongside the investigation that we published. And so myself and my colleague Nami Sumita, who does DataViz for us, we put together a tool that lets you search your license plate, see when it was last ticketed and where, if it's been reported stolen and not recovered in the last couple of months. The tool is, I think, hopefully going to help a lot of San Franciscans, and we're hoping that it can be maybe a template for a future tool where we include more Bay Area counties, because one issue right now is if your car is stolen in San Francisco, it might be in Oakland or San Jose or somewhere else in California, and you might not know where to even look for a ticket. So 
Ideally, a future version of this could include citations from across the state or across the Bay Area region. Mm. Sinjin, this reporting has provided some helpful tips to people who can't find their stolen cars. What has the response to your story been like? Yeah, so I got to say, I can't speak for Susie, but it was definitely really gratifying to get this email. So this gentleman who emailed us, Mark, had a friend in from out of town who had borrowed his uncle's car in San Jose. His friend is visiting them in the mission, comes out of his house, and the car is gone. And this was two weeks ago. They read our story the day it came out, the 11th, and looked up the car. He had a vanity plate. My wife happened to remember it. And we simply typed it into their website. And sure enough, he had received a street cleaning ticket the day before at noon. They had located it in the city, miles from the mission, called police and started the process of getting it back to its owner. The article very powerfully exhibited there was a quick fix, not for all stolen cars, of course, but there was a quick fix to that problem, which is essentially the left hand not talking to the right hand. I find it hard to believe that, you know, intelligent people in the police department and in the city hall could overlook such a such an obvious fix. Now, I should say, as of the recording of this podcast, they're dealing with San Francisco's whole impound process. And frankly, that's something that Susie and I probably need to take a look at as well. But it was really great to know that they had no idea where their car was. And now they do at least. They got the car off the street and they're working on taking back possession of the vehicle. So clearly a story of impact from this reporting, and it's not the only one. This work by the Chronicle has also gotten the attention of city leaders. A big update. In a two-page executive order, Mayor Lennon Breed ordered SFMTA to stop ticketing stolen cars on Wednesday. Sinjin, tell me what kind of swift action is being taken now by the city. Yeah, it was really kind of stunning. I've never actually had this happen so quickly on any story I've had in my career. But A few hours after our story came out, the mayor spokesperson contacted me and told me that they were issuing this executive order requiring SFMTA and SFPD to figure this out, figure out a way to get their databases to work, figure out a way so that they can flag stolen vehicles and not add indignity to an already very frustrating experience. So Breed issued this order, which gave SFMTA and the police department 45-day deadline. It sounds like they want to have automatic license plate readers that are already on the MTA tuk-tuks to be reviewing every car and then flag it for those parking control officers who will then contact police. Two supervisors also weighed in. Breed's mayoral opponent, Asha Safai, issued a resolution urging MTA to figure this out. And then Aaron Peskin, who is the president of the Board of Supervisors, said he's going to introduce an ordinance basically to tweak the city's administrative code to get authorization for SFPD and these databases to work together. And then the last thing is, it looks like the police commission is also going to ask the police department to discuss the matter as well. 
Yeah, Susie, I wonder what your reaction to a quick response by the city, the fact that a reader was able to locate their car using the techniques described in your story. I mean, how did you feel about all this? Yeah, I remember when you know we were discussing doing this project with our editors, we said that we would be happy if this project helped reunite one reader with their car. And that did happen. But we also, on the same day that we published this project, got a very swift response from a number of city leaders. You know, on one level, I am surprised because this kind of thing does not happen very often. And on the other hand, I am, you know, a little bit less surprised given that Mayor Breed has consistently told the public that she wants to prioritize the needs of victims of crime. And as she heads into an election year next year, she is probably doing a lot to show her voters, potential voters, that she is standing by those promises. Mm. And Sinjin, you mentioned Supervisor Safai, who's running against Breed, weighing in on this issue. And already he's kind of using it as a campaign talking point, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. He talked about, you know, this is another example of Mayor Breed's, quote, failed leadership and all that. So, yeah, he immediately was trying to pin this situation on her administration, no question. Mm. So I wonder for both of you, what do you make of all of this? Obviously, residents have been frustrated for a very long time, for years and years, and yet ticketing stolen cars kept happening. Things are changing finally now. But has this revealed to both of you maybe bigger issues in the city? You know, San Francisco prides itself on being this tech giant, and yet its residents suffer through this grinding bureaucracy. And I I didn't think the city was going to do anything. I thought that was very unlikely. This is not going to be something that gets fixed like next week, right? You know, according to city officials, right, this has to go to a subcommittee on this, this committee on tech information technology first because it uses surveillance technology potentially. Then it has to go before the full committee. Then it has to go before the Board of Supervisors for a committee there. Then it needs to get it voted on by the whole board. So we could be looking at something that takes two, three, four months, right? I think a lot of residents feel like if there's a way that the city can make something complicated, that is a a real strength of San Francisco's. (laughs) So I'm hopeful that this makes things better for city residents and that they don't have to go through this indignity in the future. But we will definitely be watching and making sure that the city lives up to its promise. Yeah, I totally agree with what Sinjin was saying. I think this kind of highlights something that we've seen in other stories about dysfunctions within the city, which just kind of illustrates a lack of communication between departments. Like clearly, you know, the data was right there for a data journalist like me to work with. And my hope is that maybe the city sees this and starts to identify other opportunities for its departments to work together to solve issues. Well, congratulations to both of you for the reporting being impactful. Thank you so much for sharing it with me. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Cecilia. 
Sinjin Barnett-Smith covers City Hall for The Chronicle, and Susie Nielsen is a data reporter. Find their investigation on San Francisco's ticketed stolen cars online at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. Be sure to also check out that database tool that Susie mentioned. If your car was stolen in San Francisco between May 1st and September 17th, you might be able to recover it. Find it at sfchronicle.com slash parking dash tickets. The Fifth Emission team includes producer Keith Manconi, audio engineer Gary Baca, co-host Laura Wenis, and editor Sarah Feldberg. I'm Cecilia Lay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 